Joe Clark on the mic, yes I'm doing what I do Representing for the ladies, but he's speaking for the goons Back and forth with the banter, banter, banter You got questions, we got answers, answers, answers Every week we bringing you the entertainment and the news Welcome to our podcast for the ladies and the goons Ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons, ladies, goons This is Ro. And this is Buck. And welcome to episode two of the Ladies, Ladies and, and Goons, Goons podcast. podcast. All right, well, today we're going to get started. Um, first thing I wanted to bring out was this new Flurona nonsense that's uh, going around. Um, I think it was it started in California. What do you think about that? It sounds like the flu. Yeah, I thought the coronavirus was basically a flu, kind of anyway. So that's kind of weird. they have like the same kind of symptoms so so i just thought i'd bring it throw it out there but you know it we just sounds have, like, fake scientists on here one day or something we should i know a couple scientists okay. and some doctors we can yeah. get some people get some people to come through and talk a little bit um all right well that was just being thrown out there the second topic which we're going to spend most of our time talking today is about Toxic masculinity versus toxic femininity. Is that really a thing? And kind of what that means. So I figured we would start off with um, giving our opinions on what masculinity and femininity is. Buck? Oh, masculinity and femininity. It's like really rough. Um, I really don't know that there is a masculinity I kind of agree with that. I think it feels like masculinity and femininity are like are learned. And when you're young, you're just kind of taught certain things and either you gravitate towards it or you um, reject that and decide to do your own thing. But I don't know, male and female might be a different topic for me, but masculinity and femininity just sounds like something um, that was a little, some of it, some part but of it, a little made where, up. That's exactly where the words come from. like masculinity so if I was going to attribute any actions to masculinity they would be things that are caused by the dominance of testosterone and femininity to me would have to be categorized as any things that are caused by the dominance of estrogen because those hormones do have an impact on the way you function and think and your body operates that kind of that makes sense and um, when I was doing some research on the topic, um, I found that it was like the 1400s when the term masculinity and femininity actually came to be. So it's not something that was around from the beginning of time. It's just something that was put together and kind of like charted. Speaking of charts, I did find a chart when I was researching this topic. Um, oh, I and thought she was going to say I was in the Billboard 100. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> But um, um, so I found this this chart and it was pretty interesting. I thought it would be a good talking point um, because there's no right or wrong. And it's not to say that this chart is correct, but we want to put it together and kind of see what you think, Buck. I'm going to give my opinion as well. And you all can write in and let us know what you think. Um, so it started off by saying true masculinity is not the complete opposite of feminine but it is very different. So the chart that they have shows masculine and feminine personality traits on a spectrum. So as a man, it says that you want to showcase your positive masculine traits and don't want the negative masculine traits. Having positive feminine traits is neutral or can be a bonus if you're a man, but having negative feminine traits is three times negative for a man. And then it flips it. It's the exact same thing for females. You want the positive female traits. You do not want the negative female traits. You will benefit from having some of the positive uh, masculine traits, but then three times negative the uh, if you had the negative masculine traits as a female. So that was kind of confusing a little bit. I know I'm looking at the chart, so it's a little easier for me. But, I was um, impressed that you actually got that out like that. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I was trying. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this right. So 
I figure what I'll do is kind of read off what it says for positive masculine and then um, negative masculine traits and then jump over to the positive feminine and negative feminine um, traits. And I can already see on this list that I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm going to try to be very um, open-minded about it because a lot of times we read the, or I read things and then my own emotions get involved and I'm like, well, I'm a female, so this I don't like and I don't think this is right. So I'm gonna try to just take that away and be very objective and see what we get from this. So I'll start with the positive masculine traits. So we have authoritative, certain, debonair, self-assured, courageous, goal-oriented, protective, physical, black and white, easygoing, ambitious, funny, active, action-oriented, and spatial reasoning. Hmm. Hello, so women are not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's a positive, it's a positive trait. So if you remember, since it's in a positive masculine trait, it is something that is beneficial if a female does portray. So everything I just said, if you are um, on the feminine side and you have all the positive female traits, this would be a bonus to have all of these, which are the masculine traits. So that's a bonus. Now, if you, as a female, possess anything that's on the negative masculine side, then that would be three times bad for you. So I don't necessarily, I mean, I think those, the, the strengths that we just read are great. Um, and I agree with a lot of them. I don't think, it, I mean, it's a positive thing, so I'm not going to um, go on, so into it. So what if a woman possesses the positive strengths that are masculine attributed? Mm-hmm. Those are three times negative as well? No. Or those are good? The positive is good. Oh, so if okay. you have that, it's good. You just don't want... Um, it would be. It's actually considered neutral or it can be a bonus. So it doesn't sway you either way or it's actually better for you mm -hmm. to, to, um, to portray those. So that was the masculine, the positive. Um, so for men, that list would be positive. For women, it would either be neutral or it would be a bonus to possess these things. All right, then I go to the negative side, which is actually, those were listed as strengths under masculine. The negative side is, is listed under vices. But under the feminine side, there we it lists them as the positives are virtues and the negatives are weaknesses. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit different. So we got vices and virtues depending on who you're talking about. Um, all right, so the, the vices, so the negative aspect for uh, masculine side is aggressive, boastful, dominant, vain, brazen, egotistical, violent, act without thinking, clumsy, overly logical, uh, indifferent, combative, defiant, argumentative, and compulsive. Hmm. That sounds like, it's funny because that list seems to me like, um, uh, in my in my other job and dealing with um, athletes at times, a lot of the the male um, athletic teams uh, possess a lot of these uh, traits, and they're rewarded as positive, not negative traits. Indifferent though, why would indifferent be a vice? Indifferent. Well, maybe because you're not decisive in one way or another. That would be the only thing that I could really think of. Or maybe you don't care, but I mean, <laughs> not caring. I mean, I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of where it's like you're not being a leader. You're not, let's see, any things that were on the other side. Being like goal-oriented. objectivity is not listed at all. And if I hear, when I hear the word indifferent, that's what comes to me at first, like neutral. Yeah. And I guess that, and that's different from easygoing. Well, you know what? Indifferent seems to, that black and white, seeing things in black and white, like making a decision, that's on a strength. So maybe that's where the indifference is. Okay. That could be, if I'm looking at this list. So mind you, we did say that this list is just a list. It doesn't mean it's a be all and end all. It's just a talking point for us. But um, if women possess any of these things in the, the vice section for the masculine side, it would be considered three times negative. Um, and I know for a fact 
most of the things that are listed here, uh, working in corporate America and being in a male-dominated society, if you possess any many of these things, you're considered, I mean, you're almost blackballed out. It's just like, or you're considered a bitch, or you're considered, there's a lot of different things that um, if I could see where it says three times negative, because even though some of these things are would be considered negative for the masculine trait, we do have certain areas where we celebrate men who who actually have these traits, um, but women, it's it's hard it's hardly celebrated, and if it is, there's like a fight, so it's a huge fight. Um, so I could see where that's three times. Argumentative. Argumentative. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think that is a a vice, regardless. True, I agree. It is definitely a vice. And then, but an argumentative female would be yeah. negative, three times negative. Yeah, but it has to be some kind of something in here that shows that you know how to debate. Debate is not necessarily argumentative. Like, I've been called Correct. argumentative a few times, but just because I have a specific point that I know how to defend and I feel is right. Correct. And I think you're 100% right with that. Um, and I think that falls under like self-assured, which is positive. Um, let's see, protective, certain. So, the, you okay. know, there's a lot of things that when you pull the good parts out of that, it's probably where they're going with. But just argumentative to me, if you take it on face value, is just wanting to argue and wanting to do the opposite. I do that sometimes. I think that's one of my negative um, traits. Um, which would be a three times negative trait hit on me. But sometimes an argumentative person would, you, you, you create these situations that are not even situations and then you take it and run with it. And you're so sure that any little thing that, that hits on there, you, you take it, you run with it, you argue, and the other person's wrong. So I think that's part of the argumentative portion. This clumsy thing seems like a little toxic as well. The fact that women is three times worse for a woman to be clumsy, that seems to me that it implies that women are like stealthy like all the time and just so smooth. Absolutely. And are supposed to be elegant at all times. Absolutely. That seems like a little bit of uh, toxicity. It does. Because if you, well, we're going over to the other side anyway, but if you look at the virtues, one of them for women is graceful. So that is your virtue. Um, if a man is graceful, then it's just neutral, or it could be good. It could be graceful and, and no, whatever. So it's supposed to be neutral. Um, what? So if a man is graceful, it's actually just neutral. It's not bothering them. It's not swinging them either way. Or it could be a bonus. Like say people look at it and say, "Oh my gosh, look at how he moves and he speaks and he's," or like Obama or like someone who you kind of you, you when you see them, there's an aura about Obama them that's was really. He was. Oh. He, had, he was graceful and he had that swag and he moved and he, um, a lot of times, it depends on how you define grace. So no, he's not a ballerina per se, but mm. um, for to be someone or a ballet dancer, he I should say, because there are male, there are male ballet dancers as well who are very graceful and. He knew how to tiptoe. If that, I mean, that it could be, you could view it that way. Um, but what it's saying here is that's either neutral or it could be a plus, depending on what you're trying to, to accomplish. So, accomplish. So, on the feminine virtuous side, the pluses, we have tactful, okay with the unknown, sensitive, humble, thoughtful, compassionate, social, sympathetic, graceful, outgoing, attentive, caring, empathetic, careful, and verbally skilled. What do you think about that? What's the difference between careful and caring? Uh, careful is being, it's kind of like being aware. It's Yeah, kind of being aware of what's going on and making your decisions based on that and making sure that you're taking care um, of what's going on. And then caring has to do with other people. So careful may, um, may have to do with you more and caring with other people. Like I can, I can be careful in taking care of my child, but I can be caring when dealing with my child. Mm, so okay. just a difference, slight difference. That's what I think. I thought it was funny that it said verbally skilled. 
um, which it falls under either neutral for men or a positive. So yes, like, I mean, if men are verbally skilled, they probably um, can get anything they want. That's really a uh, like a bonus for them. Mm. For women, you have to be able to, um, you have to be able to articulate what it is that you want in a, in a good way. Um, sometimes that comes off as being sneaky or being um, manipulative, but other times it's just being able to communicate because you're not listened to. A lot of the times women are not listened to or just the tone of the voices and um, being in environments where you need to be able to sound like you, you know what you're talking about um, to get things done. So I see that. Compassionate, thoughtful, humble, sensitive. All of these are things that um, I try to possess myself, but I think they're very beneficial for masculine um, energies to possess as well. I did have a problem with the okay to the un with the unknown thing, but now thinking about it, okay with the unknown is probably more like acceptance. Yeah. I so could I see could, that. I could get with that. I, I could see that. Okay with the unknown, not just being like whatever, but, and it doesn't mean that you're just like, I don't want to know anything. But when you get to a point where there's no, nothing else, like things are out of your control, um, and you just can't do anything about it necessarily, that you can be okay and know that things are not always completed and not always answered. And we're constantly working towards a new thing um, and bettering. But I assume that's what it was. On the flip side with weaknesses. So this is bad for females and three times as bad for males. So we have shy or timid, um, spacey or flaky, drama queen, insecure, gossiping, hysterical, passive, think without acting, fragile, illogical, nosy, obsessive, frightened, indecisive, and complaining. Hmm. hmm. I, I mean, this sounds like it, obviously it's bad all around for everyone because <laughs> it's three times as bad for males and it's bad for females. Um, it's a really bad list. Maybe if I were to start trying to fix things about myself, I would probably start with this list. But what is what makes these things three times worse for the opposite sex? That's like hinting at some kind of like there's a starting point already. Like if it's three times worse, that means that they're necess they're supposed to have whatever the opposite is. True. So it's implying something from making it three times worse. True, which is where we get the toxic masculinity and toxic femininity that is taught to many of us. Um, but are these things uh, are are these things a result of the hormone balance? That's a po some of that is a possibility, um, and some people are born with their hormones. What we would consider now, if I would say out of balance, is that correct as well? we're using a we're using a base definitely. we're using a base to say definitely. this is what something should be definitely so i tend to i tend to swing that way but at the same time i i stop myself sometimes because i think of what i use as a base judgment for most of the things that i do now um and it's been pointed out to me a few times that a lot of the base things especially in the united states come from a white male perspective of what something should be and then we kind of we broaden out from there and we branch out and say, this is right, wrong, whatever. Well, so some it, things come from actual science, like true. aggression, testosterone causes aggression. Like I just recently learned that female hyenas are loaded with testosterone. So they are more aggressive. So that shows me testosterone makes you aggressive. True. And if males generally have more testosterone than women, then it would lead me to believe that they would be more aggressive. And that is a vice for men. Mm -hmm. And three times as bad for females. Hmm, right. Hmm. But that also goes with authoritative. You have to be aggressive to be authoritative. But I guess aggression would be just overly aggressive. Yeah. Because if you are authorita authoritative but graceful and verbally skilled, which is the pluses from the feminine side, you can de command respect from people and they're like, okay, I will, I will. Well, debonair is, is the equivalent of graceful, isn't it? Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. 
it doesn't necessarily mean it could that could be in how they present themselves and speak but not necessarily movements but it could be as well so i think those kind of over those those kind of crossover because i would normally I, that's the word i would use instead of graceful i would i would think certain males may feel like i'm taking a shot at them calling them graceful as opposed to debonair or when people say oh my gosh you're so pretty and they're like no handsome and especially as kids kids don't know they're like pretty that's the good thing so let me use that and i've i've seen that a lot too so i i you know take caution in some of these words just i'm we're using this for understanding but under also understanding that not everyone will agree with the, with what's being stated that um it's crazy it's it's i should i won't say crazy but it's it's odd to me when i read the feminine weakness list and please do not attack me i am in no way shape or form homophobic i'm just going to point out that a lot of the um homo a lot of the gay friends that i have exhibit a lot of gay male friends that identify as male but they're gay um identify they they exhibit a lot of the the weaknesses that are three times bad if you are feminine such as some of the and these are my personal friends so if i'm not masculine not uh, put three it, times bad if you're masculine true three times bad if you're masculine just bad if you're feminine which is what they are exhibiting and so some of the things personal friends not everyone um so gossiping um Drama queen. Drama queen. Um, hysterical. Hysterical, which to me, a lot of these things, so so being who you are and trying to, if, if I were a male that identified with more feminine uh, traits, this list is kind of cool to see. Like those might be the things that I identify with and I'm like, oh, this is good or this is what I want to be because when you're taking on this identity of who you feel you are, and what you're using to help you kind of figure that out what is it that you're that you're exhibiting so it's just it was just something that i noticed there um neither here nor there but it's just a, and also not only that the things that are portrayed when you're watching tv and when you're looking in the media those are the traits that are magnified and and thrown out there a lot of times i was having a conversation with a friend um a few weeks ago and the conversation came up about um, gay men and whether or not they were impersonating black females, which I'm not putting a, a you know I'm not saying neither here nor there, but when so. but when that did happen, even when we had the conversation, those those what you were impersonating or what they p pointed out specifically being impersonating toxic black females would be toxic would be on that weakness list would be but right. that's what was being portrayed and like oh my gosh like a lot of the times people are like oh i love this person they're so great and the things that they love about them fall under that feminine weakness list was it a black person that said that no it wasn't that seems a little racist when you take that into context I could I could be it could be viewed as that. I've heard it I've heard it outside of that as well, but this particular conversation, no, it wasn't a black person. Um Because it, they automatically attributed these toxic female traits to black women. True. This is true. And in being in the conversation I didn't necessarily disagree with specifically what was pointed out and being a black female myself um it feels weird because i'm like i don't necessarily um, exhibit the same things that are listed but i know people that i'm like yep that's such and such or that's this person so but like i said again what we see in the media and what we see on tv and what is portrayed when we're watching you know rupaul's drag race and things like like when you're watching things there's certain personality traits that are um exaggerated and they seem to fall under that category so it's just an observation yeah. um that's a good one all right so we're gonna move into uh not move necessarily but i as i mentioned before i agree to a certain extent to many of the points but um that also has to do a lot with upbringing and culture um and 
kind of there there are certain cultures where maybe the culture itself is not as masculine um and may may appear or the traits are more feminine dominated you might have to put quote unquote in there when you say masculine and feminine just to make it a little more safe this is true quote unquote not necessarily what um what i believe or buck believes or the ladies and goons podcast believes but <laughs> but um yeah there's a lot of things like your upbringing, your culture. Sometimes there's certain cultures. I, I'm Jamaican, so in my culture, it is a male-dominated culture. And you are raised, you, I will say I, I was raised in a certain way. And although that changed as I got older, and even with my parents, everything kind of settled, we did actually, we moved to America. So that could be part of what changed some of that thought process. But... Um, your your culture and and the way you are raised will kind of sway what you feel um on this topic as well and then who established the culture for america the culture for america would be established by the british in my opinion uh, that's uh, that's where that well certain parts of the culture that we have today the the overall culture the overall culture in America today so not I'm not speaking of the Native American culture which is completely different than the culture that most of the United States follows um, today indigenous people indigenous <laughs> indigenous means I mean that's from anywhere so if I say indigenous to the United States that's different than indigenous people of of Mexico or anywhere else. So indigenous is, of course, um, I'm using it interchangeably, but I'm saying Native Americans just because that this is where I'm speaking of, United States. Native American becomes a complex term if the indigenous people never refer to this land as America. True. This is true. But do they also use the word indigenous? I'm not sure. And mm. since I don't necessarily speak the language, I'm just trying to communicate in a way that I think, and you might be right, that I think others will understand kind of where I'm coming from. But I do preface that with, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to get canceled. It's only the second podcast. (laughs) Listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful is what I'm saying. Um, So, um, one, oh, one last question I have to this whole masculine, feminine, and all of it and how it was laid out and all of that on the chart that we saw. So this question is for you, Buck. Do you think that money throws a monkey wrench into this whole thing? Money throws a monkey wrench into everything. True. So my answer would be yes. I agree as well. What aspect of it do you think, though? Huh. Money allows things that are not necessarily acceptable to be accepted. True. Things that are not necessarily beneficial to be accepted. True. This is true. Money is just like the biggest monkey monkey wrench. That's true. The monkey. You take the K out of it. The money wrench. Oh, look at him creating stuff. Oh, the money wrench. Yes. Actually, on a in an upcoming show, we're going to talk about all these little idioms and sayings and kind of the origin of those things because I say a lot of them and then I've had to stop myself from saying it like throwing a monkey wrench what does that really mean I don't know I know what the saying means but it probably is something that's not so good because a lot of the sayings that I normally say or I have in the past I've had to stop um doing that and so knowing where those things come from um is, is very important. So I think we should we should definitely speak about those. We'll research some of them, talk about the origins, and maybe get you to be a little bit more enlightened on these things that I think we all kind of throw around. Obviously, we all understand them because the whole point of communication is to be understood. And so if we say these things to, to be a concise way of labeling something, then that means we all kind of understand what it means. In American culture. In American culture. And maybe bleeds over into now with the internet, culture is culture. Like everybody's kind of just mixing and merging and like becoming this one thing. And um, sadly enough, a lot of the negative things catch on a lot faster than the positive and uplifting things. So anyway, so that was our talk, our brief talk on uh, masculine and feminine traits. Um, I think. 
I think putting putting labels on people and forcing people to be a certain way from birth, um, some things are done to try to be um, helpful and and give insight and give guidance. But then when it oversteps that boundary and we're we're making people feel bad about certain things, I don't know. That's where I start to stop and question like where did these things come from. Um, if there were a situation where um, the masculine trait had been cut out for whatever reason, meaning the head of household, the father is gone or the mother is gone or you're somewhere and you, which could possibly happen for us to be somewhere and need to be able to fend for yourself. It's, it's not a good idea to have such far left and far right of what these things are and who can do what, because then we're lacking. Um, I remember growing up and seeing seeing men that could not cook their own food, not much the case now, but couldn't cook their own food, wouldn't even put on clothes if it weren't laid out for them, um, things like that. And that's not good or healthy. And on the flip side, have to have females that um, can't take care of themselves, can't protect themselves when no one else is around, can't be aware and, and see what is what's happening, can't change their tire if they need to when you're stuck on the side of the road and not having to um, to rely on someone else to do so. So I think it would be very beneficial for us to kind of mix and mingle some of these traits and try to be the best self that we can be. Any closing remarks on the masculine feminine from you? Masculine feminine, at this point, I would just be happy if we could just settle on like male, female and agree on something because there has to be an end to deception. I'm not a fan of deception and people acting a certain way doesn't necessarily change who you are. And that could be perceived as a positive statement or a negative statement mm -hmm. if you dig deep enough into it. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that concludes our masculine and feminine talk for today. Um, I did want to pass over to Buck, the president, for him to talk about some of the podcasts that he likes and pay homage to those people who kind of inspired him to do this on his own as well. I will... I will admit homage. <laughs> I will admit that I don't listen to many podcasts and any podcast that I was introduced to was through Buck the President. So I'm gonna leave this section entirely up to him, but I will guarantee that I will start listening to some new podcasts. I do have a list of podcasts in 2022 that I need to start listening to and I will do so and I'll kind of report back on what I'm finding and maybe give you all some tips and tricks as well. But go ahead, Buck. Well, I think first of all, what opened me up to accepting podcasts is growing up with a grandmother who listened to talk radio. She listened to no music stations. She <laughs> listened to exclusively talk radio and talk radio was always on in the house. Mm -hmm. So, when podcasts came around, I first discovered Combat Jack. The Combat Jack podcast, man, I used to listen to that like every day going to work. I caught on to it late, so I could listen every day, catching up to the old episodes. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's uh, Joe Budden podcast. Mm -hmm. Joe Budden. I appreciate that podcast. It gives me some representation. It seems like black men and at least I'm going to say our age group in general is missed as far as representation all over the place. And that was a good one. I agree. I like that one. He got me hooked on that. I don't listen to it as much as he does, but um, it's entertaining. Yeah, they just had their 500th episode. Salute. Woo. We're, we're at number two, so we got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> then there's, uh, of course... Noriega, the Drink Champs. Noriega, oh, yeah. DJ EFN. Drink yes. Champs. Drink podcast. Champs. Love that. Queens. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. I and Miami. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I listen to those continuously. And then there's Killer Priest podcast. Yes. Shout out to Killer Priest. Amazing. And those are just a couple favorites of mine. Yeah, that's on the podcast side. Um, and Killer Priest, it, it's uh, on YouTube as well. So they go live and you can see, watch, and get a lot of um, insight. Also, not really a podcast, but shorter um, that you that Buck definitely watches a lot is Russell Brand. Oh, yeah, Russell Brand. Yeah. Russell Brand, I just got on to Russell Brand. He's, he's a deep thinker. I appreciate his thoughts. 
I appreciate it too because they're in short snippets. So it goes really fast, but you can like take down some notes and be like, okay, and think about certain things and come back to it. So sometimes with a podcast being very long, there's a lot coming at you and you can forget some of it. But his being in those short snippets with a just a powerful message within each one, it's pretty but that's cool. The, that's the YouTube, but he does have the long podcast where he does like an hour and some change on Luminary. Oh, wow. I haven't, I haven't checked that out. I shouldn't even plug Luminary because we're not getting paid. <laughs> well, um, I haven't checked that out, but I will. I think that's cool. Is that it for our podcast? Like Could different different podcasts that we want to shout out? All right. Well, we're going to move into our section on entertainment news. We're going to fly through it quickly. Oh, my man. Hold up, hold up. My oh. man's Doggy Diamond. Oh, Doggy, Doggy Diamond. Doggy Diamond been doing it for a while, but I never used to watch his podcast. Doggy Diamond, Kareem Johnson, Blizz Johnson, yeah. I listen to them now too. They, they've helped me with some good information. Cool, cool. What about Earn Your Leisure? Do you do you watch that one? Earn Your Leisure, I appreciate the idea, but I don't really watch it that much. Okay, I think it's a little bit over my head sometimes. But when they have certain guests that I can relate to a little bit, um, I'm not really good with numbers. That's why I'm an artist. Um, but I need to I need to get into that. So maybe I'll I'll start in small chunks because. Dealing with money normally would be one thing, but now we're talking about virtual things, NFTs and coins, and it's there's a lot. It's a it lot. Is. It's a lot more than. Well, that makes me feel like I should listen to it more now. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more than 30, 40 years ago. Or what our parents had to think about, there was none of this, and so um, it opens up the door for more wealth and for more equity, which is really cool amongst others. However, uh, it's a lot. And you have to think pretty quickly and fast. So, but anyway, all right. So that's it for those podcasts we were talking out, talking about and shouting out. I'm gonna go into some entertainment news real quick. So, uh, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood cast member Monique Slaughter is expecting her uh, second child, which uh, is not by Little Fizz. What do you think about that? I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> you don't care. Well, congratulations. She seems happy. Yeah. She is not letting anyone know who the father is but she did say it is not little fizz um, of b2k which she had her first child uh with um secondly along the same lines ashley graham just welcomed twin boys into her growing family uh so her and her husband welcomed who's ashley twin graham boys. the plus size model yes i know her yes so well, she i don't just, know her but i know she, she, <laughs> she just had um yeah just had twins and so um beautiful she has some beautiful maternity pictures as well uh, moving on, Sydney Poitier dies at 94. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. I believe he was the first black man to win leading actor. Yeah. What? Yeah, I he think was so. Also, the first black man to smack the shit out of a white person on television or <laughs> on the big screen. On what? On the heat of the night. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Moment. Good grace. Rest in peace, definitely. Rest important. in peace. It's just been, it feels like, I mean, it was Betty White. It was um, uh, John Madden. So many, so many people. Max Julian passed away too, man. The oh, Mac. Man, it's it's just, it's it's so sad. But Buck was saying to me, I, I mentioned this when I was talking about Sydney um, the other day. And, or I should say Mr. Portier. I don't know him like that. I'm going to give him his respect. Um, when I was talking about him and the other day and, and Buck did mention like, well, we're getting to that age where, you know, the people that we looked up to growing up are going to be passing away. And, um, even a lot of the people that are our same age will be passing away. And, and it's kind of sad. And especially with this coronavirus and not knowing what's going on and, um, health in general of the country of the world and, and, and eating habits and a lot of different things. So it's kind of sad, but. Um, R.I.P. Sydney Poitier. Uh, next, remember we spoke last podcast of one of the most anticipated movies of 2022 would be the sequel to Black Panther, um, and that has suffered a setback as one of its stars, Lupita Nyong'o's, uh, tested positive for COVID. So this is going to slow down filming a bit, but hopefully she's okay and everything gets back on track. Virus, it's getting real. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but um, hopefully she's she's. She's, you know, 
strong and young and fit and can fight it. And hopefully she's asymptomatic as well. Because right now, everyone, they're like, oh, you tested positive and everyone's in a frenzy. But some people test positive and they're, they never have any issues, complications or anything like that. A so, lot of people test so, positive. Yeah, a lot of people. And it's like uh, nothing, nothing going on. It's just like, oh, I'm tested and it says positive. So it's a big uproar. So hopefully she's one of those people that's not having any symptoms and just was testing as she films normally. And, and that's what happened. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about. So Gucci Mane gifted his wife, Keisha Kaor, $1 million for her 37th birthday. Um, and this seems to have become a trend. Um, I don't know how we feel about this or if we should have a feeling at all. But I remember um, when I was younger, you got money when people didn't have the time or energy to think of a gift. Oh, shit. That yeah, was one time. <laughs> It'd be like, okay, we're just going to give it to you. We don't have the energy. Just give it. Um, sometimes you got money when people didn't, like, they just didn't know what to give you, and they wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity to get what you really wanted. So they'll hand it to you and say, get whatever you want. Um, and I also remember Cardi B gifted her husband Offset $2 million recently for his uh, birthday. And Michael B. Jordan. Does that go into, like, a different, like, can you file that under something else in your taxes if you give it as a gift? I don't know. The recipient, I believe, can definitely file it. I don't know. I don't know much about taxes. I gotta get. Um, I gotta get up on that. My person that did my taxes, my father, rest in peace. He's no longer here, so I, I gotta. Um, I gotta figure that out. But that's a good question because it's income. It's mm -hmm. considered income. So. Yeah. I mean, they're married anyway, so theirs is just switching back and forth. I'm sure they have separate accounts for certain things, but that's just switching back and forth. And then we have Michael B. Jordan gifted Lori Harvey stock in Hermes. Um, she buys a lot of Hermes. That makes sense, and that sounds like a pretty sensible gift. How do you think about, um, what do you think about those? Well, it sounds pretty good. I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, if I'm already a millionaire and people, someone gives me a million dollars, like, so what would be the money amount? If someone is a billionaire and they gave you like 20 bucks for your birthday, you should still be, I guess, appreciative. But the thought pattern behind that would be the equivalent of maybe a quarter of a penny that I would give someone. Um, but it's also, I mean, I don't think some of these people, even with the millions that they gave, they gave other gifts and stuff as well. They're on a different level completely. I really like that Michael B. Jordan gifted stock. Um, Hermes stock to Lori Harvey. I think that's really cool. And I think thinking about legacy and thinking about the future and money making, you know, making money for you and you not having to do anything about that, especially if it's something that you believe in and that you support. That's a that sounds I like a really good one. I think Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have enough money and clout to start their own Hermes, and I'll be down to support that myself. They could if that they could if they that's what they wanted. Lori Harvey actually has her own clothing brand that she started, and she's um. She's doing that. Michael B. Jordan, I know, had a, I believe it was a tequila or something, but he had some legal problems with that because of the name um, so a little bit. Juve is what he was naming it, and so a lot of Trinidadians got upset because of the name, whatever, so he's re, he's rebranding right now. But you're right. Um, they if And if it's something that they truly love, so not just to be like, oh, I'm starting this thing, which is a high-end, like someone like Kanye, who loves loves you know fashion and couture and all of that, that it makes perfect sense. Um. All right, I just spoke about Kanye. Let's go into that. So we have Yay. Yay. I'm, let me call him Yay and not say Kanye. I'm sorry. Yay, formerly known as Kanye West, um, is set to headline Coachella, replacing Travis Scott, who was removed due to the Astro World tragedy um, that happened. Um, how do you feel about that? Him being replaced. I knew Travis Scott was going to be replaced. He's trying to get back in the grind with, like, Loud, I heard. Rolling Loud is trying to, like, roll him out. Yeah. But Travis Scott, yeah, he got caught up, unfortunately. That was an unfortunate uh, tragedy with the Astroworld thing. Yeah, I think that, I mean, and, and, and rest in peace to the people who lost their lives, and I understand that it was it was really bad, but in this culture, this new cancel culture that we have, um, not allowing, you know, people to state you know their purpose and state what they mean and apologize when things happen even when it's not necessarily you who did it and so there's a lot of controversy whether or not you know he's responsible and he's uh, I think we're less um we're less forgiving especially because the person is famous and rich um, people who are not famous or rich don't really have much empathy towards people who are because they're like your life is perfect whatever um but I think that that's crazy. And then to be replaced by Ye, um, I guess, keeping it in the family-ish um, yeah. a little bit. I don't know. 
Um, who? And I had to look up who owns Coachella, and that's what. How you pronounce that? It says Anschutz. Looks like through A E G Live. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It owns Coachella Valley Music. Yep. So. I'm tired of these same names, Hermes, Coachella, all of that. I'm ready for some new names and some new people to be running the cultural things that we appreciate. Yeah, it says American billionaire businessman who owns and controls companies in a variety of industries. Yeah. Hmm. That just means he's super rich. Um, yeah. All right, and more yay news. He's dating... I'm in it for the culture. He's dating Julia Fox. Whether it's serious or not, she seems to think it is. Um, and he gifted her with uh, an abundance of clothes, wardrobe, and all kinds of stuff and took her out. And it was great. And she's really happy. So I wish the best for him in everything that he does. I think he's misunderstood a lot. And we spend a lot of time um, dogging him and others and not just allowing people to be. So, um, yeah, yeah, at this point, I don't think I could like hate him at this point. He's done too much. And- yeah. You see, I mean, We'll just leave it at that. So, <laughs> so congrats if it's something major. Yeah, hey, holla at me. She thinks that it's something major. She she was posting on, on um, Insta, on social. She's really excited of where this is going, she says. So, hey. Um, Joey Chavez set the record straight about being spotted kissing Diddy despite him reportedly dating young Miami of City Girls. Who the I fuck did, is Joey Chavez? I did. <laughs> She's another Instagram um, girl. I, I, I'm I so sorry that I'm calling her that. I'm not going to say Instagram girl. That's where I know of her from. Um, and I don't know. There's not much to that. I did see Diddy kissing her, and I thought, well, that's weird. I thought he was dating young Miami. And then so now the fact that she had to set the record straight, I'll be honest, I didn't click. I didn't want to be clickbait, clickbait. I didn't click to see what she was saying, but it appears that he is still with young Miami. So, um, all right. More Diddy news, though. Jermaine Dupri states that Diddy cannot battle him in a versus because he no longer speaks with many of the artists that he worked with. What do you think about that? Oh, Jermaine Dupri is bugging. Diddy got too many tracks for Jermaine Dupri, I feel. And technically, the artists don't have to be there for him to play the music that he created with You know that because you know who getting them checks. <laughs> so they don't really have to be there. I mean, if you're doing it, if Jermaine Dupri then be brings out all the people that he's worked with and they did that battle, it would probably skew it for the viewers. So maybe that's what he's talking about. Oh, you know what? Money threw a monkey wrench into that argument. (laughs) Oh, man. And the last thing I have today, which just seemed kind of odd and left field, rapper Yo-Yo says that the love that her and Tupac shared far surpasses whatever fans believe he had with Jada. (laughs) I was reading that. It popped up and I was like, what? And she was like, they they truly loved each other all till the end. And um, But he also loved a lot of women, like she said. But she said that her relationship with Tupac him was... Tupac got around, eh? He did. He had a rant. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it for entertainment news for this week. Um, I'm going to do something that's special. That's the Shut up. We're going to do something special. I'm going to give a health tip for the week. I have my health tip written here. And then Buck is going to give you one... One, Mr. Health Nut, one health tip and try to think of something that will be something that people can actually take that step and start their journey, not like automatically do this 100 step thing. All right. So my tip is it's actually like three things together, but try to drink a gallon of water daily, cut down on sugar and salt. If you can cut it out completely. Great. You're better than me, but just trying to cut down on it. So that's my tip. That sound like three tips. Shush. It's three tips, but they're like together. I don't know. See, my tip would be (laughs) (laughs) research what makes these foods that you may think are good for you, good for you, and what makes the foods that are bad for you, bad for you. When you start to understand that, you can help yourself to eat better, which is the main part and physical health. Everybody runs around talking as, oh, you gotta die some way, and you're gonna have to go eventually, I might as well, and they all talking that until they can't breathe or they land on a gurney and somebody's cracking their chest open. It's not a joke. Health is real, and it's valuable. It's really all we have on this earth. 
It's true. I agree. And I do not take it as seriously or have not taken it as seriously as I should. Um, it's very difficult. So I understand to all of you out there listening, it is very difficult to really stick to it and say this is what I'm going to do um, and not feel like emotionally and mentally not feel sad and depressed and like feel like you're missing out or you're losing out on something um, but if it's important it's something that you're going to just have to push through and and do um, and I'm still struggling with that so like I said um, agree with what Buck said my tip is drink a gallon of water a day start there and if you can go further cut down on sugar and salt um, it will make a difference all right I have some closing remarks that I think I'm going to use every time we close our podcast from this point forward. Okay. And I invite you to think of some as well. Um, so my first thing is learn to love who you are while striving to be a better version of you each day. Don't base your actions solely on your emotions. Try to find principles to live by and base your action on those. Aim to be a good person and then stick to your word as closely as you can. You cannot please everyone, so just try to be good and everything else will work itself out. That's pretty good. I like that. All right. Well, he'll, he'll think about something else um, later on maybe, and he, maybe he'll adapt that or, you know, whatever. It flies by the seat of his pants, so that's fine. Uh, we're gonna find out where that one came from too. Who's flying by the seat of their pants? What's that about? We are gonna figure that out. Actually, I'm gonna say it right here. Next episode, episode three, will be us talking about those sayings, where they came from, and what they really mean, and debunking some rumors and like figuring out. I think a lot of them will have some weird racist undertones. So we're gonna we're gonna look into all of those, and we'll try to do as many as we can think of. Um, and you can always write in. You can pledge we have our pledging set up you can pledge one dollar five dollars ten dollars um they're really cool dollars there's really cool gifts that you get um depending on which level it is that you are pledging so please think of doing that for us and supporting us here um and anything else for you here nah that was great all right so we are going to say goodbye today and we will and we will see you bye ladies and goons podcast episode two we out